welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Nick Dokich on the line, and he is the CEO over at Ulimi. Nick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into Ulimi and uh, how you're helping your clients, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that story starts off when I was a little bit younger. I mean, the, the first business I ever remember having, I guess, and wasn't really, you know, really a business, was third grade, I sold Pokemon cards. And then in seventh grade, that graduated to energy drinks for whatever reason. I guess I thought I was cool selling energy drinks to kids out of my backpack. Um, and since then, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really weird story. Um, but since then, I've, you know, I've tried and, it, and iterated, you know, many different companies over over my years. Um, so I've always had a passion for business growing up. Like, you know, my hero was Steve Wynn who owns all the casinos in Vegas. And, you know, most people wanted to be firefighters or police officers or doctors. I was sitting there learning how to, you know, run a casino when I was in middle school. So I think my passion for business really started at a very young age. Um, and that really became to more entrepreneurship based kind of through college, because I remember taking business classes in college and it, what it really was was mostly accounting and less on the actual, how do you cultivate and grow and start a business. And so that really pushed me down the entrepreneurial path. I love it. Uh, and I, I mean, some people just have that fire from when they're really young. And it sounds to me like you're one of those people. I mean, you just always had it in you or always wanted to and, and just push the envelope to take things further. I love it. Um, so um, there's some, you know, there's some other people listening that are just like you, but let's just say they may be a little bit younger, a little bit less further, uh, less far down the path than you are. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that young entrepreneur that's really just getting started and maybe their first business or maybe they're on their second business? The first one didn't work out so well. Right. I mean, I think like, you know, fail often and fail cheaply is the best advice that I can give. I mean, you have to really put in the work and the hours. And I think that's one thing about entrepreneurship that people tend to not mention. Like we try to glamorize the sense of owning your own business, which, yeah, I guess it's somewhat glamorous, but we like we neglect the side of it, which is it's, it's a lot of hard work and you're going to fail more often than you're not. So just be mentally prepared for the failure and learn from that and grow from that and, and continue to move on. And I think the second part of that is, always cultivate relationships. And I don't mean that in a go to networking and make, you know, random comments to people and trying to make your network grow on LinkedIn. What I mean is cultivate relationships in a real intangible way. Because those relationships, you never know, like it might not be business today. You might have failed in your business or, you know, didn't find the right customer. But maybe down the line, you made some kind of relationship that's going to be very positive in the future. So you never really know. And I think you should always keep those relationships in mind. That's great advice. Um, love it. Uh, let's switch it up, Nick. I want to get more into what you're doing over at Ulimi. So first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, so the company is in, uh, we're about in the second year of, uh, of inception. Um, you know, we're revenue generating, have a few key marquee clients, and um, we're really focused on um, building our brand in, in our region. I'm, I'm in the Midwest currently, so um, you know, it's a, it's a newer endeavor. It's something that I never really thought that I was smart enough to do technology. Um, and so this is my first really adventure into a technology company 
um, outside of just doing stuff, you know, for other jobs. So it's been a really interesting experience so far and how it differs from a brick and mortar or another like traditional sort of franchise model or something that, you know, you can Google because a lot of the things that we do, there's no playbook, there's no one's done it before. And so you really can't um, look at other ideas or look where other people have failed. You sort of have to pave your path, the, you know, the whole way. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the company. So what kind of products are you offering? Um, what kind of clients do you typically like to take on? So if somebody's uh, listening to this in their car right now, why, why should they give you a call? Yeah, um, so we make voice software. So we make software you can speak to. Um, and we normally do that for uh, businesses. So we, all, we do branding. So we do your typical, um, hey, you want an Alexa skill build. You want something from Google Home build. You want some kind of automation. But we our real big, big bread and butter is in the how do you optimize and enhance your workforce. Uh, so we really go and we look at business processes and we automate business processes through either chatbots or uh, voice. And so we will utilize voice technologies for, you know, a time clock per se or for um, tracking what your employees are doing or to interact with other software. So we offer a suite of products that, that is our, like our own, but we also, we do a services-based work as well where we'll go into a company, identify what systems you're using and find out where can we apply voice to help save clicks. And generally when we go in, we see in any job, whether it's a $10 an hour or, you know, $100,000 an hour, you see somewhere between 20 and 55% of someone's day spent clicking menus, clicking buttons online, trying to get to the information that they need. And so what we really do is try to like minimize those clicks and promote efficiency throughout the day. Oh, I love it. Uh, and I mean, it just makes everything work better. And you, you, you said like my, my, my favorite thing ever, chatbots. I'm like, I've been hashtagging chatbot 2020 for a week now, I think. <laughs> but I love the idea. I'm just always like, oh, these chatbots, when you're talking to one, I'm like, when they can solve my problem, I get so excited. I'm like, oh, there you go, little guy. That was great. Keep, keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, I think that in the whole automation standpoint, um, it just, it just makes sense. Um, well, I mean, kind of, go ahead. Hmm? No, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like voice and chat's a game changer because you really think about it. A lot of our internet systems or softwares that we use now are becoming antiquated. And when you look at someone, say for instance, you know, you're making ten dollars an hour um, in a warehouse, they probably don't have the same education as someone who's pulling in two hundred fifty, four hundred dollars an hour doing something else. And so these systems are generally cumbersome for all types of people. And the fact that you can then now communicate and chat or use your voice, that really like gives you a low barrier of entry to the success of being able to use the product. No, that's great. Um, what kind of what kind of trends are you noticing in your industry? Because um, I mean, you're you're right on the cutting edge of this voice um, voice first and voice um, voice automation. So, what kind of trends are you noticing? So, some of the trends I'll say aren't uh, like what I've noticed in the marketplace is most of most of the trends are happening in the consumer side, right? So, mm-hmm. everyone is familiar with asking Alexa to um, to play something on Spotify, right, or to get the weather or something like that. So, it's a very granular, singular um, transaction that uh, you know consumer has with the product. Um, and what we're now finally diving into is more of the business side of things, right? How can we interact with these with these experiences and be better in business? And one of the one of the trends that I'm seeing, which is very interesting that I don't think anyone's been talking about yet, is anxiety when using chatbot or voice. And what I mean by that is if you open up an app and press a button and it doesn't work, it's obviously the app's fault. 
But if you ask a chatbot or a voice bot a question and it doesn't answer your question correctly, it could potentially be your fault because you didn't ask the question correctly. So there's like this inherent sense of like user anxiety when it comes to using these experiences. And that's a trend that we've now seen and we've developed mm. different ways where I've noticed like people will ask questions inverted. And so because they're, they're nervous, right? So they're like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to ask. And so they'll ask their question backwards. And so we try to compensate for that when we build things as well so that it can run the whole gambit of conversation. Wow, that's so interesting to me. I can't, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You don't know the exact right question, and I, and I love your stance. The chatbot's never wrong. Let's just get that, let's just get that right for everybody listening. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it <laughs> never, pick well, on the, never pick on the chatbot. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, even when you just mentioned, you know, how excited you get when it answers your I question do. correctly. I do. Um, <laughs> so you, you have to remember, conversation is the one thing that really separates us from the animals. So the way that we have told our story, our oral history, the way that we've codified and written things down, everything, the conversations we've had in millennia has really shaped us as a society. And so we're now going to see these voice experiences and chatbots become more and more part of our lives. And I've seen, you know, I've seen users thank a chatbot, right? So you're thanking a, you know, a computer that, that doesn't care if you say thank you or not, right? But Wait, wait a minute. It cares, yeah. number one. Number two, you're supposed to thank the chatbot. It's rude not well, to do that. That's true. I mean, I guess that's a polite thing, right? I mean, that's see, that's conversational. That's that's society, right? And so as we br we're bringing computers into our into our social construct, and that's a very interesting piece too, is because like they almost become almost like a pet or an animal, right? Something that you really really love, but if it you know if it messes it up, you might you know might scold them a little bit. Oh, so good, Nick. Um, so Nick, uh, if somebody's listening to this and they want uh, more information on Ulimi or to connect, what's the best way for them to reach out? Uh, probably the easiest way is just to go to our website. It's ulimidoes.com. Uh, That's U-L-I-M-I-D-O-E-S.com. Or they can look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Nick Dokich. There's only one of me. It's a very unique last name. So if you just search D-O-K-I-C-H anywhere in Google, I'm probably the one who's going to pop up. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, hey, Nick, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background as an entrepreneur and all the great work you're doing over at Ulimi. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Nick, thanks again for coming on the show.